There's a, you'd probably like, did you, have you ever listened to the How Did This Get Made episode about it? No, I haven't. I think somebody is pro Grease doing it. I feel or like June was when be. they were. Yeah, I feel. I think it was June. I don't remember who the guest was, but I do. I do think June was like pro Grease too. The guest think, might have been too. Of all the things I love about it, I think what I love most is that every single song is a different metaphor for sex. <laughs> so like the original. <laughs> but like to an extreme case, where like There's... you could take like. Um, hold on, I can only think of one song from Greece. Let me try again. I am just. What's another Greece song Lightning. other than Summer Lovin'? Greece Lightning. Greece Lightning. Lightning. Could not be about sex. Could just actually be a car. There are no, no. mistakes. No, in Have you listened to the lyrics? Hey, Greece Lightning is one hundred percent about waiter in Greece. I think I know what the fuck I'm talking about. Well, as somebody who has seen Greece eight times, probably I've seen it so many times. The worst was when I saw oh, it with a bunch of children. <laughs> that show—it's—it's it's a show. The funny thing about Greece is that it's just become so culturally acceptable that nobody thinks about how fucking gross all of the lyrics are to all of the songs. In Greece Lightning, there's literally a line: "The chicks will cream." That's fucking gross, and kids are singing it because everyone's forgotten that that movie is disgusting. <laughs> It's like, you have to, it, that's one of the movies where you have to, like, push your feminism to the back of your brain to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. But I, you don't have to with Grease 2. Because the feminism is right up there in the front. Yeah, because it's got Michelle Pfeiffer kicking ass and taking names. Um, I, I like Grease Live. I, I like Grease. Vanessa Hudgens in Grease Live. Grease Live Jordan is... Fisher. Yeah, Grease Live is definitely, to, to me, the best production of Grease I've ever seen. And I've seen Grease a lot of times, but that was the only time I actually enjoyed it. Someone clearly didn't come to the production of Grease where I played a waiter, and it shows. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that we, I think would have been what? the difference. Yeah, did we have a 35-year-old man playing uh, the teen idol well in full drag? Sure. Yeah, what production of, of Grease doesn't? That's traditionally how it's played. Yeah, it's like the movie got it wrong. They made a bold mm -hmm. choice, and I think the movie's less off because of it. Mm hmm I agree. Great. Woo -woo. Okay. The gang's all back together again. <laughs> Yay. The chemistry is here. <laughs> Lauren's looking through her phone. <laughs> what, the Sorry. fact that we're starting on Friday when we were planning to start on Thursday... That's not going to affect anyone. And that's not um, the fact that we just did it a day late. That just means that the time has changed to, and it's now <laughs> Friday. Mm -hmm. Are we actually going to talk about Survivor? What's that? Are we? Are you ready to get started? Are ready to like start the episode proper? Are we ready to light the candle? Okay, go ahead light what? the candle. Aww, the it's all coming back to yes. me now. It's all coming back to me. After 27 years, all the memories are flooding back. I was like, what's this podcast? Who are you guys? Oh, wait, what are Lauren, we doing? Quinn, that's right. Wait a minute. Snuffed. I remember now. <laughs> that's the scary thing that we have to overcome is the podcast. 
during the episode or is it I before the episode? It can be whatever you want. You, you snuff it out <laughs> to end the episode. But I just want to... Yeah, for... it's the lighting of the candle. Mm-hmm. I think that's a pre-episode thing. It yeah, it's a pre-episode thing. And I just want to... I'm going to listen, if anybody's listening, or at least for Quinn who can't see this, Lauren uh, has put the candle on sideways. <laughs> well, because... Tyler, come on. Um, don't insult my intelligence. <laughs> I am not. I've been listening. I've been watching too much Bachelor in Paradise where the phrase, don't insult my intelligence, has been said um, too many times. You put it on the side when it's like this, where the candle's halfway done, so that you can easier reach the wick with the match. Science. Physics. Lauren, one what is the number one claim for all our snuff? Nope, one star episodes. We don't aren't science. <laughs> <laughs> we are not science, guys. Lauren striking a match. She's still striking it. That's this is a bad box. Ah! She has lit the match. The poor like worker is the one who blames his tools. <laughs> I'd like to remind the listeners as well that uh, Lauren uh, had a <laughs> actual lighter, said this is no good, and went and got the box of matches that you just said were bad. <laughs> if you want to, if you were wondering where Lauren's headspace is at right now, the first box of matches is still funner than the best lighter. <laughs> Yeah, if if she was really in the survivor mood, she'd be using flint to get that thing going. Yeah, we should have had a fire making challenge where me and Lauren both try to light light a candle. <laughs> what's the who who what's the winner get? Um, uh, the house. <laughs> we get we get to cut the uh, it's the loser out. gets cut out of her parents' will. That's the prize. <laughs> Welcome to a brand new season of Snuffed, a Survivor podcast. My name is Tyler. I'm Lauren. I'm Quinn. And this is our season premiere draft episode for Survivor Island of the Idols. But before that, I think Lauren wants to call a house meeting? Yeah, we're having a house meeting right now. No, it's not even a house meeting. I just want to, I want to talk, um... Before we get into this new season, I want to talk about Edge of Extinction again. And really, <laughs> I want to praise um, our winner, Chris, as... Praise? And as the best Survivor winner. Um, Quinn, as someone who roots for someone who gets voted out of a season, uh, do you have any comments? You heard what I said. <laughs> Yeah, I heard you rooting for someone on Big Brother who has uh, previously been evicted, uh, which is the same as being voted out in Survivor, yet you're still rooting for them to win. You uh, are you are misquoting me. <laughs> Am I? <laughs> Tyler? Okay, Tyler, no, Tyler, no, no I want to talk to Tyler for a second. Answer, answer this question, Quinn. <laughs> uh, are you or are you not currently rooting for Cliff Hogg and Big Brother? <laughs> Tyler, I want to ask Answer the question, Quinn. How can you sit by there and let her tell lies? Answer the question. (laughs) Listen, I want to say for the record, everybody, just because I I want everybody, this is the the breakdown of how how all of this went down. 
Lauren told me beforehand, before we start the episode, I want to talk about Big Brother. And I went, okay. And then she said, just trust me. So this was an ambush planned from the beginning. I had no part in it. And what I, I didn't know what the subject was going to be. I received knowledge about 30 seconds before you called me that have means I am fully rooting for Nicole to win Big Brother. All right. New information? New information. And also, it wasn't what I was rooting for Cliff. I was saying I was conflicted because morally, I don't want Cliff to win based on, like, the shitty get-back-in-the-game rule. But I just like him as a person. I think he's a really cool guy. That's what my confliction is. It's easy when it's, like, no personality Chris Umbia would be like, yeah, fuck that guy. But what I'm saying is you cannot ethically disclaim Chris as a not um, a valuable winner, or not valuable, but not a real winner, and at the same time be okay with Cliff winning Big Brother. Didn't say that. Misquoted again. You're full of lies. I didn't say today, you said that. I am. T- I am telling you that. That is. These are my words. I am telling you. You cannot be okay with Cliff Hogg as a winner if you are unhappy. Not unhappy, but if you. If you want to disgrace Chris for solely being... Which, if you go back to our episodes um, at the end of last season, we know how unhappy you were on his <laughs> win. Solely because he was evicted from the game. What's the name of the guy from Big Brother? Cliff Hogg. Okay, you, I think you said Chris Hogg, and I was confused for a second. I thought they were both named Chris, which I thought was funny. <laughs> I, I never said that I would respect Cliff as a winner. I just... Would respect him more than Chris. But the fact that you are conflicted means that... you. I'm just saying that you need to pick a side and you need to stick to it. Uh, who... What is that nonsense? <laughs> I'm only... I'm only coming at you this hard because of how strongly you feel about it. And, and that's I, why I, I feel the same. it's so funny that you feel this way about Cliff. I... W- once I make a statement... I have said it, and I stand by it no matter what statements follow. What? (laughs) So, like, for example, I could say, Lauren, go burn in hell. And then I could say, I love you, Lauren. I mean both of those with the same enthusiasm. Lauren's thinking. <laughs> she looks like she's trying to come up with a comeback. I just want to let no, everybody know. I'm not, I'm not trying to think of a comeback because there's nothing that you can say to someone who is very clearly and willingly not making any logical sense. Oh, Who could you be talking about? Tyler? Me, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren's starting off the air conditioning. <laughs> we forgot to do that. I had to get right. a blanket. I'm so cold. And also, I was leaving. <laughs> I said I love you. I don't understand what the issue is. I don't know. Uh, could be the previous statement before that. <laughs> before you, it was the thing you said before that, probably. <laughs> I get. I meant both. All right. But I can't take either of them seriously. Such uh, a similarly to your opinions uh, previously mentioned. Sounds such like a you problem. Oh boy, such a contentious beginning to the season. Um, I know, it'll be exciting, because I, I wasn't, my motto last time was fuck you, Tyler. It's only natural <laughs> that it's now fuck you, Lauren, for this season. 
And I'm just like, uh, f- fuck you guys. Fuck everything. <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> fuck. I feel like I'm also being attacked at all. I, I think Lauren's motto is going to be, uh, fuck Dean. Wink. Um, you ain't wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get into this. We're, we're going to be talking about, uh, Island of Idols, the season 39 of Survivor this week. <laughs> and... Nice. Um, we've got the tribes out in front of us. So this season of the show, yes, Lauren is leaving again. (laughs) Bye. I miss you. Oh, she's getting the notebook out. She didn't have the notebook. (laughs) She's going back to the backpack. (laughs) We're, we're doing this early. Because we're doing this real early. Not all the videos are even out yet for these people. Yeah, I. But I think that's a. I feel like that's a good thing. I, I think there's a couple people I feel pretty strongly about, and I like the fact that I don't feel super strongly about everybody. It, it, it might. Yeah, it might be good that get out of your my own head. You know, just going off yeah. their vibes from their profiles. Because obviously, most of my strategies have failed. Not as bad yeah. as Lauren's, though. Hey. <laughs> he said nice things when you weren't on the thing. <laughs> so Lauren's back. She's got the notebook. So many good notes about do, Survivor in there. Do we want to start with just like overall thoughts on the cast and the stuff and more yeah, explanation say, on how the twist let, works? Let's yeah, let's talk about the twist and what the what this season is about. So for this season, once again in Fiji, they have erected two gigantic <laughs> sculptures of two Survivor legends, Sandra uh, Sandra D. Twine, right? Diaz. And Boston Rob. That's what it was. I knew there was some part of it that I was missing. I thought you were about to say Sandra Day O'Connor. Sandra D. From the high school from Greece. <laughs> well, everything's coming together. <laughs> um... And, and Boston Rob, both former winners. Uh, Sandra, two-time winner, I believe, right? Yep. And a, did she was she runner-up the third time she played? No. Just but pre-jury. She, was she got pretty late, right? Pre-jury. Okay. Oh, never mind. I am wrong then. Oh, no. It, see, it's we're bringing back all of our old favorites, not knowing anything about Survivor. <laughs> you, you two just have to argue, and then it'll be just like old times again. I'm um, sure it's coming. <laughs> So, uh, so, so this season, um, they basically, the, the interesting thing that I think about this season that they're doing is they, they have this island that they will go to. I think it's similar to Ghost Island and not Island Edge of Extinction or whatever it was called yeah. last week year, um, where every week someone's going to get sent to this island. On the island um, is Boston Rob and um, uh, Sandra. And... Essentially, each week, they are going to teach a lesson to whatever survivor ends up on their shores. And then they will be tested on that lesson that they are given at some point in the episode. Either directly or, like, maybe indirectly when they go back to camp, they're going to have to do a test. Huh? Written test? Yes. Multiple choice. choice. SAT real quick. They got to fill out a scantron. (laughs) (laughs) But here's the kicker. They all have pens. Oh no! We gotta find the pencil. 
That's the hidden <laughs> hidden thing that they gotta find. <laughs> um, but the fun thing about it is that they they don't um, they don't know the contestants don't know what the season is about. Uh, basically, they're getting dropped off on their camps, separated from each other. There's no marooning where they're all together this year. And the sign says Island of the Idols, but it doesn't specify what island or what kind of idols. So everybody uh, is probably going to think it's like idols, like on Survivor. Like there is an island where they can go and there's a just full of immunity that's, idols, but that's, that's not the case. Stupid. <laughs> yeah. Why what? would you think that? Come on. Because that's what idols means in Survivor? So if you're I, a I mean, Survivor, you'd probably higher, think... Yeah. The way it's been going, though, if I saw, like, Island of the Idols and, like, looked at the past few seasons, it's like, oh, everybody gets one. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They probably think that there's an Island of Idols. So there, so there yeah, so there you go. Um, it, and what? Or I was just saying, overall, this twist, it just feels like a little better, a little bit better version of ghost island Mm -hmm. because it's required it's the same as ghost island except you need a little bit of skill instead of just luck yeah and also you're getting you're you're getting kind of a lesson from two greats and whatever your challenge is so basically when they get tested on their thing that they learn they will get something in return if they if they pass they will get some kind of advantage in the game at some point and uh each week Somebody goes to that island, and each week um, they will have this part of this part of the show. Uh, unlike Ghost Island, where sometimes you would go to Ghost Island and nothing happened, this time every time they go, something will always happen every single week. And then on top of that, um, an interesting thing that I think is also improvement on the Ghost Island formula is that they said every week the way somebody gets sent to the island is going to be different. Oh, good. So they're like they're never gonna be able to plan it out or figure out how to get there. Or whatever they said, every way, every single week, it's gonna be a different way that we send them there. So they're not gonna be able to predict how how that works because that was a, a, definitely a problem with Ghost Island, where like the same people got sent to Ghost Island all the time, and it was like sometimes it was a punishment, but then it was like, well, we gotta keep you know we want to say, oh, there's like four people who've gone there, so let's just keep sending the four people to Ghost Island so we know what's going on over there. Uh, so this, I think, is definitely going to be better. Uh, the producers said that they're trying to keep the contestants on their toes. They feel like this late in the show, a lot of these contestants kind of know when things are going to happen in the season. They can kind of start predicting it. So they're trying to stop doing that and make things more unpredictable for them. What I'm interested to see is what exactly like the challenges are going to be because mm-hmm. there's only like so many things you can do. Like we can once we what's Boston Rob gonna teach? Just like how to find a wife. <laughs> That's my favorite part of this season so far. Uh, the premise is that there was an advertisement and it said with uh, like Survivor superstar. Uh, what it was like with a survivor superstar Sandra and Boston Rob. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even he just superstar just is synonymous with Boston Rob in their vocabulary. Was, was Boston Rob on another reality show? Amazing Race, yeah. Okay. I thought he did another one too. I was trying to remember which one. He he and Amber did the race together. 
they were at the Campfield Fair one year. He, he doesn't know what that is. I know, but you do. <laughs> I was talking to you. Tyler doesn't care about me. <laughs> yeah, that comment was just aimed at you, not so much Quinn. But <laughs> we have a local fair, and, and they were there one year. It was weird. Um, Like, you could go get their autograph. They didn't just, like, attend, and everybody was like, look who oh, it okay. is. Yeah, they were, like, they were like, oh, you could meet these people from Survivor one year. Uh, okay, anyways. Tebow. Tebow. What was his character name? Was it Tebow? From iCarly? Did just happen to go to the fair one year. Which one? Uh, oh, like the ju- the juice guy? Yeah. Oh, him! Okay, I remember now. He did, because he's apparently from Akron, which is close by, and he just happened to be at the fair. And I vaguely like, remember hey, this. aren't you... Which is funny, because fair food is all primarily on sticks, so he must have been very happy. (laughs) (laughs) Good reference, Lauren. Thanks, man. (laughs) And I'm out of here! Lauren's gotten up and she's left again. (laughs) Um, I, uh, one of the things I had heard that they might potentially do is something like the challenge, or the the thing that they're going to teach them, or or they're going to practice on the island is like puzzles, and then like in the next challenge, they have to like volunteer to do the puzzle, and that's and succeed, and that's how they get the advantage. If they don't, then they don't get the advantage. They, so they have to put themselves in that position like, okay. later on, stuff like that, which I think is much cooler. Yeah, it's because um, it, it like makes you do something and right. earn something, which is always better than just someone hunting in trees. Yeah. So Fuck hopefully trees, we see that. Right? I always like the ones whenever I'm the idol is like. Uh, hidden in the challenge, and they have to they have to like find time to f- get the thing out of the challenge. I always like those ones better. Yeah, to like make an idol because at this point we don't want to watch a scavenger hunt every episode. So anything mm-hmm. they can do to make it more interesting is a better idea, I think. Yeah. So this is uh, it's gonna be interesting, and I still think it has something to do with the fact that. Boston, Rob, and Sandra were going to be out there for Survivor 40 anyway, so they just sent them out early. It absolutely does. <laughs> I wish I, I... Someday I want to figure out exactly why they did this, but I do feel like that's a part of it. I subscribe to the theory. It's that they see themselves as, like, the two biggest Survivor stars, and so they were like, we need more money. But they, the producers were like, well, we can't pay you more because then we have to pay everybody more. So they just gave them a whole season so they could pay them more. I, I believe that. That sounds about right. Um, all right. So I'm going to read off the, the tribe names uh, as the best as I can and just kind of mention the people on each tribe this year. So uh, tr- the Laurel tribe, L-A-I-R-O. Is that, do you think Laurel? How do you think that's pronounced? Laurel. <laughs> I, I think it's Yanni. Yanni. <laughs> Lauren heard Yanni. You heard Laurel. Interesting. Um, the LaRoe La, La tribe, um, you've got Dean Kowalski, uh, Karishma Patel, Elizabeth Basil, Bizel, sorry, Chelsea Walker, Elaine Stott, Missy Bird, Ronnie Barda, Tommy Laidlaw, Laidlaw, Aaron Meredith, and Vince Mao. Moel. I don't know. I don't know how these last names pronounce them. We're not going to need the name of them, but I feel like I've already started here. So I got to finish it. <laughs> so I'm going to do it with the next people too. But we don't need last names on Survivor. Nobody ever uses their last name on Survivor. Um, 
The other tribe is the Vo Vokai tribe. That sounds right. Um, and they are Jack Knighting, Molly Byman, Lauren Beck, Kelly Kim, Janet Carbon, Nora Salman, Don Spillo, Jamal Shipman, Jason Linden, and Tommy Sheehan. So there you go. I'm never going to say any more names until I am drafting them because that <laughs> sucked. I hated that. I um, But that's the cast. Just like an overall comment on this cast, there are really almost no duds mm -hmm. from what I can see. Like, even the people I have towards the end of like my draft order in another season, they could be like upper middle. I kind of feel that way too. They all really seem like contenders, so that makes me really excited about it. Yeah, I agree. Um, so now we gotta get to draft order. So Tyler won last year. Um, so he gets to pick the order as per our our sacred rules. <laughs> our yeah. Sacred rules, Lauren. What do you remember? What the draft orders were in the last couple seasons? I got an eye roll. She's now looking it up. <laughs> I wish you can see. I feel like we should auction off Lauren's Survivor book when we filled it up. There's a lot of interesting notes in here. Well, it's also one star, and also the Survivor or the the Sunday podcast. We'll take we'll take all the Survivor stuff. Here, I have a, our last order was you, me, or Tyler, me, Lauren. Yeah, TQL. <laughs> That was last year? I almost year? got a job at a place called TQL, but I turned it down because I did a job shadow, and I was like, I would, it, I would make it six months before killing myself. It I looked just, so, so bad. Is I that the found, order? What? It just says Mike sucks. <laughs> uh, what was the order the first time we did this? I think it was the same. I think we, you, uh, we stuck to it. All right, so then that's going to be... Well, how, hold on. Real question. How many times have we done this? <laughs> this is our fourth? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So the one before that, I think, was also TQL. No, it was <laughs> LQT. Yeah, because I lost that year. So that I'm not doing that order. But that was the... Because uh, I think what happened, if I'm not mistaken, I'm sure loyal listeners remember everything that went down on this show. I'm I sure better than us. But I think what happened was... The first order... No, it was LQT. I, I think the first order was LQT, and then and I won, I picked it. the order. I think I went first the second time, and then I lost, and then I won... Uh, no, Quinn picked the order last time. Hmm, never mind then. So, this, last as, year's draft, as interesting I... as this is, <laughs> Tyler, do you have an order in mind? Um... Yes. So it was Lauren Quinn Tyler, Lauren Quinn Tyler. That was the Quinn, first Tyler, one? Lauren. Lauren LQT, we did twice in a row. And then we did TQL, and now we're here. Yeah. All right. I'm going to let Lauren have the first pick. And then I'm going to have Quinn the second pick, and I'm going to pick third. LQT! 
LQT. LQT. My John Morrison is on this season. <laughs> so I'm going to... I know I'm on the clock right now. Yeah, we've started the draft. <laughs> what do you mean um, by your John Morrison? Because there is someone on this team. I'm gonna, I'm gonna surprise some people. Wait, with do you know, respect. you know who John Morrison is, Quinn? Yeah. Uh, okay. I, yeah. This is my John Morrison. Yeah, I'm asking what she means by it. So <laughs> this is. So let me just try. Let me try and get you to guess who my pick is. So she's talking to Quinn. I know who her pick is. Yeah. I'm, so. Tyler really likes wrestling. So a wrestler was on on the show. Yeah, but nobody from a boy band is here. <laughs> okay, true. He got burned. <laughs> he just got roasted. <laughs> I don't think... You might not be paying enough attention. I think... It, is it Elizabeth? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um... I have been a fan of hers for like a few years in just the Olympics, but also, fun fact, uh, I timed her in a meet. <laughs> it was timing at Ohio State, and she was swimming, and so I got I timed her, and she was very fast. <laughs> um, so I'm not picking the hot guy, and my first pick, uh, just because I I really want her on my team, so I'm picking her. All right. So, Lauren is picking Elizabeth. She's 26 years old from Saunderstown, Rhode Island. Her occupation is Olympic gold medalist. <laughs> I, I like that it says medalist and not just Olympic swimmer. Yeah. It's, it's like, bitch, I won. Mm -hmm. um, what was he saying? He said that... Well, I'm not going to repeat it, Lauren. It's <laughs> bad podcasting. Why did you leave again? <laughs> If I got up and left, how long do you think it would take you guys to notice? <laughs> well, you're, you're, you're always talking nonstop, so... <laughs> oh! <gasps> that was just a burn. I didn't, I, wasn't, I didn't mean it. I'm disgusted with your behavior, Tyler. <laughs> I feel like this is a very contentious episode. <laughs> I'm the mean one. That's my role. I'm the mean one who's actually seen Survivor before. That's what I bring to the table. Me and Lauren, but, but, uh, other than Quinn, me and Lauren had always just seen Survivor like on at a bar with the sound off. <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, oh, that looks like a bad vacation. <laughs> <laughs> this What's is a weird episode of House Hunters. <laughs> <laughs> Their budget must have been very small. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this year, if we saw it, because we would see Boston Robin and Sandra's giant head, it would be like, mm, now that is a mood. <laughs> so, are we talking about, are we going through the draft or are we talking about something else now? Yeah, we're going through the draft. <laughs> you pick. Do you have anything else you want to say about Elizabeth? Um, yeah, so, I picked her just because um, she's someone I recognize and have been a fan of, so I wanted her on my team. Uh, but also, um, I know, like, just the kind of um, discipline and um, strength it takes to be a swimmer of that caliber. Obviously, I am not. I don't know the exact mm -hmm. <laughs> what it takes. But um, so I know that she is strong and can definitely hold her own in the, like, more strength and um, those kind of competitions. Uh, as well as, um, you know, it's always just 
good to have a good swimmer on your team when it comes to Survivor for the different comps that involve water and also um, not that she'll be good at fishing but could you know possibly be something that she learns pretty quickly if she doesn't already so those are the kind of reasons um, and also I think she'll be very good um, getting she'll be like a great personality um, people will want to be friends with her get to know her and want to time her swimming one time or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely I had her pretty high up too, so I think it's a solid pick. Yeah, and I, you know, normally would go for someone else first, and I don't, I don't, I just wanted her, and I was not confident that I, she would be available later on. I I allowed Lord in the first pick because I knew she wanted this, so I was just gonna let her have it. <laughs> so there you go. Okay, Quinn, you're on the clock. Tyler, do you think, should we take the strategy, because we have four picks in a row right now, should we just sweep up all the hot guys? Oh, no, that's mean. It is mean. But that's my thing. I'm mean to Lauren right now. (laughs) So this isn't much of a strategic pick, actually, but I, she had, like, all of my favorite answers. I just thought she was, like, the funniest and most entertaining. So... I just knew I wanted her on my team just because of that alone, so I'm just going to go for it, and I'm going to pick Lauren Beck. Okay, Lauren Beck. Um, Let me find out where she's at on this list of people that I have in front of me. She's on the second try. Still scrolling. (laughs) Oh, you did not want her. No, I just have, like, I have an She's open... She's the first one of the second. Okay, maybe I just passed it. Right, here we go. Lauren Beck. All right, she's 28 years old from Bakersfield, California, um, and originally Rochester Hills, Michigan. She is a nanny. She describes herself as bubbly, uh, adaptable, and diligent, and she thinks she'll survive Survivor because she has ability to connect with others, is uh, astronomical, she just loves people. She has physical and mental ability to see herself through to the very end. And people tend to underestimate her, which will definitely work in her favor. And there you go. She plans to be the second black woman to win the game. My, I think my favorite part of her profile is when I was reading it, you know, I'm going through it, and then you get to which Survivor contestant are you most like? And the first words I see are, is Troyzan before we're both hot, because we're both hot. And I had, like, a Tiffany New York Pollard kind of moment where when she's like, Beyonce? But I was like, Troy Zan? <laughs> <laughs> Troy Zan? <laughs> but that was also the moment I knew I needed her on my team. I also like that um, it's fun because she also said Sandra is one of... <laughs> Her I, th- I think she was the only one, from what I remember, that answered either Sandra or Rob, so that'll be fun for her. Oh, that's good. That's cool. So, do you guys think it's a good pick? What are your thoughts? I think she definitely stood out to me yeah, of me a too. lot of the contestants. She seems like she, you know, like she says, like she's seems like she's a pretty um, positive person, and I think she will be pretty good. I think it's a good choice. Thank you. All right. So now I get two picks, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. 
So my first pick, I think, is a pretty... It's it's traditional Tyler Fair. This is somebody I usually look for. I usually look for someone who's strong, seems like they've got a good head on their shoulders, and um, isn't out to, like, screw everybody, but is willing to do what it takes to win. Um, so my first pick, I think, is going to be Aaron Meredith, who is a gym owner from... Ucasville, Connecticut. Currently lives in Warwick, Rhode Island. Um, he's a gym owner. He describes himself as attractive, intelligent, and strong. And he says he'll think he'll survive um, because he flat out wants it. He's come in with a strong social game because he has a huge target on his back as a physical threat. But he likes to work with people and he likes to get to know. He likes getting to know people and um, getting them to like him and, and trust him. Uh, this is somebody who I, I listened to an interview with who um, he strikes me as a very likable person. Uh, somebody who seemed pretty level-headed. What? He had a kettle corn business. <laughs> he had a kettle corn business. I was going to bring that up. He actually like traveled like with the carnies like selling <gasps> kettle corn. That's amazing. And he was talking about he was like when you look at him because he, he's got like he's a big like buff looking dude he's got a tribal tattoo he does not look like somebody who would sell like kettle corn or anything like that he said it's a very weird job you wouldn't expect from him uh he owns um several women's gyms and one of the things he... <laughs> you were gonna say he owns several women <laughs> he, owns, <laughs> he owns quite a few women <laughs> bit of a red flag oh, for most people okay, i think Aaron. it's gonna work out for him though no he's um he owns a women's gym, and the thing that he was talking about, the reason why he likes that job, because he said he's never really been able to figure out what he wants to do, and he's jumped around a lot. But he started as a personal trainer, and um, when he first started it, he didn't really like what it was. And then eventually he kind of found his thing, and he really likes working with people and making their lives better. He's like, the thing that is rewarding about it to me is when people come to me after I've been working with them, and they're like, you've changed my life. You've made my life better. That's the thing that he really loves. Uh, so just like listening to him talk, he seems like a really nice dude who um, is a huge Survivor fan and is really excited to get out there and, and get to work. So uh, I feel pretty good about him. So that's my pick. What do you guys think? I think he is not someone that I would gravitate to, which means he's a good pick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was hesitant at first. Because he does have, like, a lot of the signs of being, like, oh, that, like, one douchey guy there. But then, like, when you read his profile and he, it seems like he's all about his, like, being a dad and stuff, I think that yeah. would help, like, calm, calm him down and, like, focus and stuff. So he, I think he's actually a pretty good pick. Yeah, he, he was, uh, in an interview, he was talking about his son and he was saying that his son love survivor and he was pretty excited that he was his dad was going out there. But he was like, dad, I don't want you to go out there. I'm going to make fun of you. <laughs> and uh apparently his son likes like a lot of the like like the pretty women he or the ones he always roots for and he's like i'm pretty sure he's not going to be rooting for me this season. <laughs> wow that's exactly what my mom makes fun of me for <laughs> i feel like he's probably like a wendell dominic type yeah and that's why i kind of I, I like which i think like a uh, wendell moon wendell. dominic rising <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a he's a, a, a presenting David, but secretly a Goliath, <laughs> or opposite. No, he presents opposite. a Goliath as a secret David. Yeah. That's that's more accurate. Uh, so yeah, that's my pick. Hey, um, you're still on the clock. I'm still on the clock. I got a second one. 
So I have another pick that I feel really good about, but I also think it's going to be a secret sneaky pick. So I think I could maybe wait and make it another turn. So I'm going to go with somebody completely on instinct because um, I don't know very much about her. But my second pick is going to be Karishma Patel. Uh, she's 37 years old. She's from, uh, originally from Philadelphia, currently resides in Houston. She's a personal injury lawyer. She describes herself as reliable, impulsive, and charismatic. She says she'll survive Survivor because she feels like she was born to play the game. She's always craved challenges that help uh, her learn more about herself. And she knows she found that she has the physical, mental, and social skills to outlet, outlast, outwit, and outplay anyone. So there you go. She was high on my list. I... Yeah. Yeah. She completely just based off of like the vibe I get from when I, I see her. She seems like she's like there to win. I get a strong sense that she's like, no nonsense. I'm here to play. I'm here to win. So mm-hmm. that's why I picked her. What do you think, Quinn? Uh, yeah, I think solid pick. I had her above the bottom half. So she was just kind yeah, she was kind of one of the people that just kind of blended together when I was reading them. Like she didn't stand out much for me, but I can see why she's a good pick. All right. So Quinn, you are now on the clock. Ooh, I'm very conflicted cuz I have two I really like. Um, but we're going to go with our guts and we're going to I'm going to pick Tommy Sheehan. And Ooh, good good pick. I yes, think. I oh, will right into the other one too. Be using an Irish accent to talk about him. <laughs> <laughs> and like Lauren, this is my lust pick. Honestly, yes. <laughs> <laughs> he was gonna be if I couldn't get the other one. He was gonna be my other one. He's your uh, backup lust. He was my backup lust. To- Tommy Sheehan. It, Tommy Sheehan is twenty six years old. Um, Richard from Bayville, New York, currently resides in Long Beach. He's a fourth grade teacher. Um, he describes himself as outgoing, competitive, and goofy. And he says that he'll think he thinks he'll survive Survivor because he's physical. He can win challenges. Um, and uh, he let me read. Everything else was kind of generic. I was trying to think of something interesting to say, but it's all just he can connect and find idols and and whatnot. But the thing about Tommy is that. He's a very buff, very attractive, redheaded man uh, who is also very upsettingly, like, he looks like a much older man and he's <laughs> younger than me and it's really hurting, it's hurting my brain. Because <laughs> I, I, I always say, like, he, like, if I was casting a, a show about, like, high school teachers, like, I work in a high school and I would not cast me as somebody who works at high school, but I would, I would guess this guy is somebody who works at high school because he looks like he's an adult. I, I, I fully get what and you he's mean. younger than me. <laughs> See, my biggest red flag is that he has an extensive, no offense, an extensive coffee mug collection that are all Disney coffee mugs. No offense to you guys. <laughs> which one? Okay, which one is the offense? <laughs> Just uh, you know how I feel about people who are way too into Disney. It, it draws some red flags for me. But you, but, okay, so... Wait, so wait, hold on. Well, no, no, no. no offense to me and Tyler? Because I really like Disney and you really like coffee mugs. <laughs> 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 okay, that's fair. I know, the Moliterno <laughs> household is not exactly anti-Disney, so I just wanted to, like, cover my bases. Yeah, but... Lauren's pretty indifferent to Disney. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't... 
I'm not like storming the gates, but I'm also not buying a ticket. <laughs> Are the gates Disneyland? <laughs> So you're saying you're no you you are neither jumping the fence to Disneyland or buying it to get to I'm Disney? not I'm not trying to burn it down, but I'm also not like giving that makes more money. sense. So I I took it as the gates to hell. Sure, sure, sure. Because the, that's where Walt Disney is, first of all, and second of all, as we all know, I want Lauren to burn there. Call back. Hey. <laughs> Uh, but no, I think this is a good choice. He was somebody who was pretty high up on my list of, of somebody who I thought would have been a good choice. Because he's, uh, he, I think he'll obviously be good at challenges, but he seems like a smart, sensitive person. And I feel like he's probably got, he's uh, actually, I believe in his profile, mentions the fact that he has used lessons from Ron Clark's school of teaching, which we were like, that's a big uh, plus for, uh, for him last year, but didn't really pay off. But I feel like he could implement it better than the man himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I feel pretty confident. Yeah, he cute. <laughs> and with that, right. Lauren, it's your turn. Speaking of cute, Lauren, it's your turn. No, who's your other... That's not how it works. No, I, I get the middle picks oh, between your guys' right. doubles. Well, okay, well, I have to do it. Is it Dean? It's gonna be Dean. <laughs> <laughs> so should I just, like, be picking for you this whole time? <laughs> yeah. Because apparently I know exactly who you want when you want them. Because <laughs> um, I'm glad you picked Tommy because I was honestly torn between the two of them. Dean's more of like the classic hot guy in Survivor, you know? Yeah. Um, but Tommy's just really doing it for me. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying something new, mixing it up. Yeah, mixing it up a little bit. Um, so yeah, I picked Dean. Dean Kowalski, he's 28 years old from Westfield, New Jersey, currently resides in New York City. He works at Google. Uh, he describes himself as jovial, observant, and likable. Um, he thinks he'll win Survivor because he has self-awareness. Um, he thinks it's one of his most important leadership characteristics. His social intelligence, which allow him to read when to go big and when to fall back. He strongly believes in his ability to get along with and be liked by a variety of different people. This will allow him to build strong, diverse alliances. And additionally, his athletic and puzzle abilities will make him a threat within challenges. Um, so there you go. Uh, so here's here's some interesting tidbits about Dean that I think is interesting. Um, Dean doesn't know very much about Survivor. He's watched Survivor, but he's not like a big super fan like a lot of the other players. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing about him that I think is really interesting is that uh, there's a lot of contestants, I think, this season who have applied multiple times. This was Dean's first application and immediately got in. <laughs> well, have you looked at it? Well, I think a big part of it is his video, which I actually watched his uh, his audition? application video. Yeah, his well, audition video. What was it? Uh, it was him. He basically got, like, the Google Pixel camera because he works at Google. And he put it up, like, on a selfie tripod thing. And he literally just – it was a one shot of him, like, he gets out of a taxi cab and he's walking through New York City. And he's talking about why he thinks he'll outwin, outplay, outlast and and do that thing while he's walking through the city. And would occasionally just go up to somebody walking in the street or something and be like, why do you think I'm going to win Survivor? Oh, and that's good. just whatever they said to him. He's like – he's like – He's like, why do you think I'm gonna win? I'm gonna be the winner, Survivor 39, and whatever they said, he would he put it in there, and a lot of people were like, oh, you seem really, you seem really nice, you seem handsome, you seem like you're, you know, physical, like you could do good at it. So, 
Um, it definitely showed his his, his likability and his ability to, to meet people and have a pretty positive connection with them immediately. So uh, he does seem to me like somebody who might sneakily be pretty good at that kind of stuff. Like, he seems like a traditional, like, pretty boy survivor player, but he might have the brains to back it up. Yeah, that's what I think. I think that's why um, he etched out Tommy. Because I think he is going to be good and, well, based off of, you know, our assumptions, he's could be really good at physical challenges, but he also just seems very likable. Mm-hmm. Like, he's he, he does have that, like, classic handsome could be tough guy like pretty boy look but he also like just looks like a nice guy um so he might charm and get good on the social game but also he just seems like very smart um and the survivor contestant he said he was most like is wendell uh so that could be a good sign Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but he had does also know a lot about survivors so who knows if that's an accurate uh, interpretation, but I was a little worried about him because I felt like he could either be like the puppy dog Alex style player that we love, or like a bit of a douchebag. He just has that yeah. vibe. But everything I think you guys he's are saying likeable. about like his audition video and stuff is like assuaging that fear for me. Yeah, I don't think he's a douchebag. I, I think he's a nice guy. Um, so I think that he's. Uh, although I mean, we thought we we read Alex wrong because he didn't seem like he was a puppy dog. That's true. We are usually very violently incorrect. <laughs> violently? <laughs> I, I wish you were wrong. <laughs> um, all right, my next pick. I don't know why, but I I feel drawn to this person. So I, I don't know why I, as soon as I, like, I just wanted her on my team. Um, but also, full disclosure, every year I've done less and less research because every year um, the research that I have done has seemed to be proven um, just in a ineffective, uh, unimportant, uh, you name it. <laughs> so I'm going solely off vibes for the rest of these picks, and I'm going to go with Molly. 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 Molly Byman. Yeah, that's right. Molly Byman is 27 years old. Originally from Boston, currently resides in Durham, North Carolina. She's a law student. Three words to describe her are competitive, resilient, and vibrant. She says that she is smart, strong, and not annoying. Discomfort and being dirty doesn't bother her, unlike me. Uh, (laughs) She says she can fit in anywhere and form relationships with anyone. Um, She said being the oldest child and being a teacher taught her to manage chaos, how to be adaptable, and considerate to other needs. And she uses subtle powers of persuasion to get people to do what they want. What'd you say? It's a lot of teachers. A lot of teachers, a lot of, like, educated people this year, I think. Mm-hmm. And she's a big Survivor fan. Yeah, I think she, she I, I don't know too much about her, but I do think that she seems like a pretty solid pick. I think that she might be able to, to do pretty well. And once again, I don't, I really don't have, like, a good explanation as to why, except for the fact that I just feel like just drawn to her for some reason and also I'm gonna make a bold prediction not probably not too I don't know but I think a woman is taking it this year interesting it, I, I saw a video where Jeff said he's like he thinks this is the strongest group of women they've ever had 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, they I they all seem just like really great and um my yeah. So that's what my prediction is, my yeah. very early prediction. I had her pretty high as well, so I I agree that this is a good pick. Any other thoughts on Molly? I think I'm good. Because, I, I again, I don't know too much about her, but she seems like a solid pick. I like how she said in the Which Survivor Contestant Are You Most Like? She said Parvati, and then she immediately followed. She's like, she knows that's too obvious of a choice. So it proves, <laughs> like, she's a fan. She's got a sense of humor. She's very aware. So I, I, that was one answer that really stuck with me of hers. Mm-hmm. I like that. All right, Quinn, you're up. Okay, so I realized, well, I wasn't, I didn't look at who's in what tribe. And I realized in my ranking, all out of like my top my top six are all on the same tribe. Ooh. So to assuage that, I'm gonna pick the highest ranked person I have from the other tribe, just so I can have some balance, which I feel like is important. So right. with that, I'm gonna pick Chelsea Walker. God damn it! <laughs> now I feel really good about it. I really wanted Chelsea. I wanted her too. She was my next pick. I was really hoping you weren't going to pick her. Uh, she's the highest one I have of Fuck. that tribe out of anybody. So, do you want to talk about her? Because I was just about getting ready to talk about why I was going to pick her. Because I felt real confident she's going to win the whole thing. But go ahead. So, I picked her. Oh, did you think... Was that the one you were going to pick, but you think it was going to slide back? Yep. Yes. I I had a shot at Ooh, it. Ooh, I feel good. And clearly... You didn't have a rank high enough. You would have picked and said you did this dumb thing where you picked someone else. So I, <sighs> I picked her. I, I think a major reason for picking her is that how badly she wants to be on the show and how much she loves Survivor. That was mm-hmm. something I really liked about her. And I was willing to uh, overlook her kind of cringy Curb Your Enthusiasm references with throughout her profile. <laughs> In her cringy occupation. I don't. What is that even? Mean? She she works for IMDb. It doesn't really matter. Wait, oh, really? Ooh. I just assumed that that, that meant like a basically influencer. No, she makes videos for IMDb. Wait, that's fun. I like her yeah, even more really now. Better. I assumed she was an influencer. <laughs> or like <laughs> I did an too. Instagram comedian. It was like why I was unsure on Dave on Davy originally, as I was like, oh, are you like an Instagrammer? So, she, uh, Chelsea is 26. She's from New Jersey, currently resides in LA. She's a digital content creator for IMDb. She says she's driven, competitive, and scrappy. She says she's been underestimated her entire life. And the second you tell her she can't do something, she's going to do her damnedest to prove everybody wrong. Uh, she, um, she knows what it's like to be at the bottom. Uh, she's, tr- she's tenacious, hardworking, and she doesn't take anything for granted. Um, so, do you want me to tell you why I think she's probably the best option here please so uh i also listened to her interview and the information i got from her interview is a lot of information about this this woman is not joking when she talks about being tenacious and uh hardworking. she does every single thing in her power to get whatever the thing is that she wants um she figured out she wanted to work in the entertainment industry. She knew that she started um, emailing random people at NBC to get an internship. 
So she figured out how all of the emails worked at NBC and started emailing a ran random people at NBC asking them to get jobs. She got an internship with them, but she wasn't in school anymore. So she applied at a community college to get a class so that she could successfully acquire that uh, <laughs> that internship and then drop the class so she should get her money back and then use that all of that again to get her job at IMDb. Uh, I think like six months after she got to LA, she got like this job. She's wow. like crazy. I'm going to get what I want. And she is an insane Survivor fan. I'm about to start taking notes because I am also in need of a job in the entertainment industry. No, yeah. she. When I was listening to her talk, I was like, this girl like knows what she wants and she is going to do whatever it takes to get it. And that is why I was like, she has a really good shot at winning. She also said... Probably my favorite thing about this, which is completely superstition, but sometimes that's all it takes. Like, if Wendell sits in the other chair, does he win that fire-making competition? Because it's all in his head, right? Um, she, the first thing she told, um, uh, uh, was it Josh Wiggler when she sat down for the interview was, we just took our cast pictures and your girl got the winner spot. You know how there's always a spot oh, yeah. in the picture? And that's where like all the winners are usually at. She's like, your girl got it. I, I was in that spot. It's third, bottom row, bottom row, third from the left. That's the yeah. spot you want to be in. Wow. And she called it, and she was like, I got it. Not only did I know it, but I'm in that spot. So I think that not only is she going to be like crazy determined to do everything, but I also think she thinks she's going to win. She knows she's going to win, like in the back of her head. I honestly think she, she was like my pick to win this thing. Honestly, Tyler. I honestly thought me, I had a shot at it. You've made me so much more confident in my pick, so thank you. For yeah, that. you're welcome. She was the one person I was prepared to take. <laughs> and I didn't think anyone was going to take her because she she, like, she's kind of unassuming. I feel like you wouldn't have immediately thought to pick her. And it's like so the name Chelsea I associate with invisibility now. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So I will, I'm going to take an asterisk if she wins. I'm going to be like, oh, I fucking called it. But <laughs> not, obviously not my person. Goes to Quinn. Now I gotta figure out who I'm gonna pick with these two because I was really I was about to pick her with my next pick. Um, You're on the clock. I'm on the clock. I'm looking to see who I want here. Um, so let me see. Who do I want to pick? I'm going to pick with my next pick, uh, Kelly Kim. Mm. She is 29 years old, uh, originally from Costa Mesa, California, currently lives in Philadelphia. She's an MBA student. She describes herself as fun, energetic, and driven. She says her pain tolerance is high. She loves to make <laughs> difficult things fun. And she says, with a pinch of luck and a good meat shield, she'll win. So. I liked her a lot. Yeah, she seems fun. I don't know if she's going to win. I don't feel as confident as I did about Chelsea. <laughs> but I like her. She's, I got a good vibe from her. I had her higher up, but then I was reading uh, Jeff's opinions on every single person, and he was saying something about her, about how she, like, won't meet anyone where... I, I, I don't really know what this means, but she won't meet anyone where they're at, and they, like, have to come to her, and she's, like, a leader to a point of fault, and so that made me drop her a few bit, but I still, like, really liked all of her answers in her profile. Interesting. It's mostly just from because I don't have a lot uh, to go on. That's kind of where I feel uh, on that one. Who do I want this time? All right, my next. I'm gonna go with Jamal. 
Damn you. Good. I'm glad I got one That's of you. That's who I wanted next. We can... We'll, <laughs> we'll do a trade later. <laughs> um, Jamal Shipman, he's 33. He's a college administrator from Providence, Rhode Island. Uh, Jamal, he's a college administrator um, for... Or no, a admissions counselor for K-12. He's imbalanced, inquisitive, and present are the three words he describes himself as. Um, he says he's been intensely studying this game. He feels like he has a good handle on it and what to do in order to give himself the best shot at making it to the end with enough goodwill to get votes. Since people will be happy to write his name down at the end. Uh, Jamal seems like a very likable guy. He seems like somebody who obviously knows the game. And um, his background and everything that, that he's gone through through his life, I think, is ideal for Survivor. Um, so I feel really good about it. Yeah, I love this guy. If I didn't freak out about like having balanced tribe representation on my team, he's who I would have just picked. So I think... He's a really solid pick. He seems like just kind of the guy you want to be around. Like, mm-hmm. I would just not want to vote out Jamal because he seems like someone I would just want on my tribe because I would just feel better about having... Like, he's the kind of person I want to see with a million dollars. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. I think he'd be a really a, a really fun person to see win this thing. However, one of his pet peeves is Bugs. So I That's feel a rough like one. he's going to have a rough time. But his reasoning made me laugh. Yeah. When he was like, I don't mind sharing my blood, but why the discomfort? <laughs> That's funny. Oh, I, I forgot to say previously that another reason I like Dean is he said one of his pet peeves were when people stand up on airplanes when it lands and don't wait their turn to get off. And that drives <laughs> me crazy. So I felt a connection there. That's all. All right. Well, there I you go. I also agree with his other pet peeve of people honking in dead stop traffic. That also is so annoying. Doesn't do anything. Oh, is it my pick again? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, because Tyler so rudely took Jamal from me. Well, how does it feel? I'm going to take another J name and take Jason Linden. Yeah, that's, I kind of wanted him next, but it's fine. Tell us about Jason. Well, I didn't tell everybody about Jason. <laughs> He's, uh, that's your that's job. That's my job. Jason is 32 years old, um, from New York City. He currently lives there as well as a personal injury lawyer. Describes himself as char- charismatic, determined, and direct. He says Survivor's a relationship game. Um, first, he'll develop relationships need to win the game. He has a deep and fundamental understanding of human communication and connection. And has the uncanny ability to make strangers feel at ease. Um, he thinks he can disarm them with humor and self-deprecation, uh, and it'll help him reinforce those connections throughout the game. So there you go. Yeah, I he seems I like a lot of his answers. And when I was watching the thing Jeff was doing, talking about who giving his opinions, it seemed he didn't like make a winner pick, but it seemed like this guy was his winner pick. And now that Jeff's good at that, mm-hmm. um, I feel confident. <laughs> No, he was just, he, he, I liked a lot of things that Jeff said about, like, how he just seems like the kind of person who really gets along with everybody, isn't exactly a physical threat, but still can pull it out when he needs to, all that good stuff. Yeah, I, I think that's the that's a similar thing for me. I, I think that he seems like somebody who um, can really make an impact on this game if he's as good as the things that he says he's good at. Um, he's a personal injury lawyer, which... 
again, I, I feel like we got a lot of smart people on this season, so I think that that's you know another advantage to him. Yeah, I feel like they really cast it, it a lot of smart people and a lot of super fans, mm-hmm. which only can be, mean good things. I, there is something interesting that I had heard about this season on one of the the podcasts I had listened to from people who visited the island is they said that one of the tribes, because of the way the season starts with. They don't meet Jeff. He doesn't talk to them at the beginning. They don't get marooned. They just kind of get dropped off in their island. They have to wait a couple of days. That's when they visited them was during those initial couple of days. He said one of the tribes got like extremely paranoid. And I'm interested to see that play out because they were like because they didn't see Jeff or talk to Jeff. They all like were having like panic attacks. <laughs> And like, are we even on Survivor yeah, yet? Like they were like freaking out about it, and I think that that's going to be fun to watch. <laughs> but I think it's that's because good. they're like they're smart people who are also like they're they're very smart and they're also educated. And I think oh, that's the same thing. I meant they're super fans and they're educated <laughs> is what I was trying to say. Uh, and I think that that's going to lead to that kind of like interesting dynamic because these people might have a tendency to overplay themselves because they're thinking too much. Yep. Like Quinn. Lauren's turn. Um, do you, do, or did you have thoughts on Jason? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, no. Like I, like I said, I'm focused on a, a lot of the women, and so I really have not paid attention to really any of the men, except for the one I already drafted. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Nora. Nora. Nora Salmon. She is 36 years old. It says hometown London slash Bethesda, Maryland. Is London in Maryland or... I think it was a London, Maryland. Okay, so that might be where it is. Uh, She currently lives in North Potomac, Maryland. She's an entrepreneur. She describes herself as ambitious, passionate, and energetic. And she says she'll win Survivor because she's multidimensional and not just one thing or person. She's a nerd, jock, model with brains, brawn, and beauty. Most importantly, she has the social skills needed to both win and influence people and a relentless drive to go after what she wants. Tell us about Nora, Lauren. Why'd you pick her? Um, hold on. <laughs> For other people to try and get... Um, I think... <laughs> For the reasons that, you know, she thinks she's going to be good at it. I think she has um, the brains and bronze she needs and also hopefully a good, you know, social game. Because she said that she's, you know, not just one dimensional and she does like kind of fit into different types of groups of people. So hopefully um, that that is accurate and hopefully she can get along with people well, um, and still kind of crush those comps when she needs to. Honestly, she w- kind of was the most, like, just fell into the middle, mm-hmm. kind of forgot about person for me. That's but, fair. no, I could definitely see her still going far. Just because, like, you're kind of blended in the background, that's not a bad thing. Yeah. Alright. Quinn. And, nope. What? Lauren's, Lauren's on the clock. Yeah, never mind. Got where we were. I'm gonna take because, like I said, I think it's a female year. I'm gonna take one more. I'm gonna take Missy. Missy. Missy is 24 years old. She's from Decatur, Georgia, originally from Tacoma, Washington. Uh, no, scratch that. Reverse it. She's from Decor, Georgia. Currently lives in Tacoma, Washington. She's an Air Force veteran. She describes herself as relentless, clever, and decently dope, which very cool thing to call yourself. 
Uh, she thinks she'll survive uh, Survivor because Beyonce wrote a song about surviving, so I have to honor the Queen Bee. <laughs> Not the best answer. She doesn't seem like she's... But still very, a great answer in a she way. She doesn't seem like she's a very talkative person. Her answer no. seemed pretty short. Um, yeah. And from the video we watched, I know that she's like literally like the Air Force yesterday she left. Oh, wow. And then went to Survivor. So, um, probably that, I'm sure that that will be a factor in her gameplay. Um, could be just, like, could be isolating herself. Could be, you know, something like that that could affect her, like, mental capacity to play the game and kind of be in it. Um, or it could be great for her. I don't, I don't really know, um... But she's obviously still in shape from that because she just left, so. Honestly, I had her kind of low just for the fact that there's, like, no information about her that she gave. Like, I I read her whole thing and there was, like, one... All I know is she, like, likes Beyonce. There's... I, I can't give it any sort of read on her, really. Yeah. I... She was last of my, like, kind of group that I... Of these, like, strong females that I see, except for the, the other two. <laughs> um, <laughs> except for the ones I haven't except picked. Except <laughs> for the ones I haven't picked. Uh, so I just kind of wanted to swoop up that last one. Because I do think... I just have a good feeling about it being a female year, so I just wanted another another one on my team. Wait, who did you pick before, Missy? Nora. Oh, yeah, sorry. I forgot to write that down. Cool, it's my turn. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, okay, I'm trying to decide if I want the person I want, or if I feel like I need to get someone else from the other tribe again to help balance it. Um, what do you guys think? What should I do? Well, I didn't like the last time you did the balance thing, but I also don't know who you want, so I don't know. Most of, we'll go for it. Um, I'm gonna go back to the other tribe and not pick the person I want. Hopefully that doesn't come and bite me, but I'm gonna pick Ronnie Barda. Ah, I hate this! Stop <laughs> doing the balancing, just pick the people you want! Who knew? The best strategy was to pick who Tyler wants. I hate it. I hate this strategy. I probably don't well, want the person you want. Ghost Island, I went heavy on Malalo, and then... That ruined all my chances. So I feel like I need to mm-hmm. hedge my bets a little better this time. I almost picked him over uh, Missy just now. Okay. I was See, I was a little nervous because uh, in Jeff's interview, he's he talked about him being kind of like icy and cold because he was like, he's a pro poker player. So he's used to like keeping that game face on. So I was a little nervous about it. But your guys' reaction make me feel better. Well, I don't. We don't know much about him. I just I like that he's a pro poker player. Uh, I like that Jeff said that he's a sweetheart down below. I think that seems to be kind of a running theme with a lot of people this season. So um, that they kind of may, maybe look like they're shitty, but are actually kind of nice. And I definitely got the vibe that he would be probably because of the pro poker thing that he'd be one of those players that we're gonna try to like run the game or something like that, but uh, and apparently he seems like a pretty nice guy deep below, so there you go. Cool. 
Uh, I'm trying to read his thing, but I gotta find it. Um, Hold on. His three words are resilient, analytical, and savvy. What What would your guys' three words be to describe yourselves? Um, Tired. <laughs> um, sleepy. And drained. <laughs> I didn't mean right now. I meant just like an overall. All of my thing would be like social game stuff i'd say like i'm charismatic uh trustworthy and fun <laughs> <laughs> see i'd go for something just like confused scared and sweaty just <laughs> good no need to lie um yeah ronnie, ronnie says that he'll survive survivor because of the life he's already survived he said he lived in a crazy rough neighborhood when he grew up and he made it out he's traveled over 30 countries since then he's a beast of physical challenges how many physical challenges is Ronnie doing in his daily life? He's a challenge beast. Well, also, his pet peeve is when people use hidden immunity idols incorrectly. So that he also encounters that very often. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he hates, he's, ah, oh, I hate when I, I get to the office early. We've got a physical challenge we've got to get through. And then they, and then they fucking play an idol wrong. <laughs> and I'm like, God damn it. I got to be here till six tonight to sort this all out. <laughs> so I, I guess he plays Survivor every single day. So <laughs> turns out I, it's a My great My life is Survivor. <laughs> Uh, all right, so it's my turn, right? I'd be playing Survivor every single day when I'm depressed. <laughs> oh, no. Is it that time of the episode already, <laughs> Quinn? Oh, it's always that time of episode over here. Oh, no. <laughs> all right, so Lauren's left again. <laughs> Bye, Lauren, I miss you. We'll see when she comes back. Wait, who did I just pick? You just picked uh, Ronnie. Thank you. I forgot his name already. I was gonna say Richie, so I, I was in the ballpark. Yeah, I I think I I still I mean if we're if we're open to trades I I I think I would trade Jamal for Chelsea. Oh, I don't know about that. I don't either. I just I've got a real strong feeling about Chelsea. I felt really good there. Throwing in a new rule is a lot. Oh, you don't like when uh, institutions start adding rules? Oh, when they just <laughs> throw shit to the wall and see, like, let's see if this works, and then it doesn't work, and then they bring it back anyway. Yeah, but now there's even more weird twists and turns. I almost feel like Survivor 40's whole we'll thing have... is trying to be as confusing to the returning players as possible. <laughs> Should we talk about it a little bit? Oh, we might have. At the end? Yeah, we can. Yeah, so stay tuned for Survivor 40 spoilers, and specifically a rant from your boy Quinn. Oh boy, I can't wait because we haven't. He is angry. That is right. We we have we have we talked about it at all. We talked about it a little bit, but that was before we knew. There's more details all the that twists. came out. Yeah, we'll yeah. talk about it at the end because that's fun. All right, I'm on the clock. Right, I get two picks. Yep. All right, so uh, my first pick is a pick. Um, a lot of the times I pick people who I think are just got the kind of personality to get far in the game, whether or not I think they're going to win it. Um, sometimes I pick people who I don't think are going to be good at strategy, but I like that they're around late in the game because I just, the longer somebody's around, the better I feel about them uh, winning. And this next person I think might will probably be around for a while, and it's Jack. Uh, he's from... 
uh, originally from Newport News, Virginia, currently lives in Harrisburg. He's a graduate student. He describes himself as determined, a dreamer, and social. He says he'll survive a survivor because he can navigate anyone and every social scenario. He understands he'll uh, be a target for people, and he doesn't take that lightly. Um, he'll get rid of anyone that he views as a threat without moral qualms. And at the same time, he feels um, intentional in trying to remain more in the background and not viewed as a threat. And that he also came to life or death in a challenge. If it came to life or death in a challenge, his smarts, physical ability, and focus would allow him to be a fierce competitor. Uh, Jack is another guy who I think is very likable. Um, seems to be a running theme on a lot of the contestants this year. I watched a little bit of his video uh, that he submitted, and there's a very funny bit where he's like, he's like, oh, I'm I'm here in my home, and then it like cuts for a second, and he goes, it's my mom's home. <laughs> <laughs> and stuff like that where he just seems like very like affable uh cute nice kind of guy who um i think people are gonna like and because he's i i think he's somebody who looks like he'll be good at a challenge but he's not like big he's not like a huge like challenge beast looking kind of guy but i think he'll be good at stuff i think he probably won't worry about getting voted out pretty early and then i think that he'll probably use that to make some connections later in the game and uh i feel like that's a good reason why he'll be able to stick around for a while. Yeah, we keep doing this, Tyler. He was who I wanted to pick if I didn't wasn't going to balance out my team. God damn it! <laughs> but that's fine because I'm glad I got him because I I do like Jack. I think he seems like a likable guy. Yeah, for sure. He's like very much. I get like I get Alec vibes from him. I do. Mm-hmm. Or like if Sebastian was smart. <laughs> Yeah. Poor Sebastian. So dumb. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So this is a tough one because then I got to pick another person. I'm not really sure who I want that's left. So give me a second while I look over the pickings. What what were your thoughts on Jack, Lauren? Um, I don't know. I don't don't know why, but I was avoiding him. Like he was not... Not hot enough? Huh? Not hot not enough? Hot enough? No. No, I don't, like, I don't know why I just didn't get a good vibe from him. So, although we are very late in the draft, so. Yeah, at this point, you gotta start looking at what you can get. And I think Jack is a good choice. He's a good player to be this late in the draft and still available. So I think that just goes to show how good of a job casting seems to have done. Mm -hmm. I won't say anything until I actually see the season, but... It looks positive just from the get-go. Yeah. I see him as someone who will go far, but I don't see them winning, I think, is really what... That's fair. But can we see any of the people left winning? No. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so my next pick, again, is somebody who I think is... Oh, this was also, by the way, starting the final round. This is the final round. This is my last pick? Um... This is your last pick before we just have two stragglers. Yeah, that's true. Oh, so, so this we got to decide last who those last two are? Yeah. Okay, well then... How did we... No, wait. How do we do got... the stragglers? We pick the stragglers somehow. Yeah, but I think I have a, a decent idea on how to do that, but we'll get there after this round. Okay, right. yeah. So this is your last official pick. Okay. Uh, my last pick is going to be Dan. Uh, he is 48 years old, uh, originally from New York, currently lives in L.A. He's a talent manager. Uh, he's he describes himself as hardworking, articulate, and charming. Uh, 
he uh, says he'll survive survivor because he has the basic, if not superior, physicality to be useful in a tribe. More importantly, he has an incredible ability to know what people need and to make them feel good and to make himself critical in their success. So that's pretty talent manager-y stuff to say there. And I feel like that's a job that maybe lends itself to Survivor. Dan seems to me like one of those characters um, that is probably going to be a villain this season. <laughs> um, but those characters are good characters i think to have on your tribe sometimes because sometimes they manage to stick around for a while or at least if they're attempting to run the game even if they don't win the game uh they're making moves and they're they're being a part of it so uh that's why i picked him of all the people left i feel like he's probably the best choice of those that are left in my opinion i kind of yeah, thought he was gonna be an unlikable I think so, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I disagree. He was my very last pick. Well, there's somebody who definitely is going to be a last pick because they are a professional athlete, so they probably have money. <laughs> and I'm assuming they're not going to win. So that would be the person I would not pick to win. So that but would like, be my last But not pick. a famous professional athlete because, like, who watches hockey? Still. Uh, I would never pick somebody who's, like, a professional athlete. Other, well, like, other than even, like, this, like, a deal of big medalist, but I feel like she's got a better shot than somebody like, uh... But also, she's not... Guy. It's There's a very big difference between being on a professional team like that and right. being an Olympic swimmer. Exactly. Especially That's since I don't think she even did ads, so she doesn't actually have money from swimming. Right. I yeah, agree. there's there's no money in the Olympics. No. Mm-hmm. Unless you're literally like Michael Phelps. Right, unless you're, unless unless you're big deals. and famous, yeah. Yeah, and I don't think she ever had a brand deal. I agree. I don't think she's got a lot of money, but I think Tom Do you guys does. want to start a curling team? Sure, yeah, let's do it. I want to start I a handball like, team. I really want a bronze medal. <laughs> I honestly it. think curling would be hard. Um, and handball would be hard too, but America doesn't have a handball team, so I feel like we could start one and make that work. <laughs> we can just qualify just based on the fact we're the only ones there. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure we have to like compete in a tournament or something like that and like win our way in, but you know, it's not like anybody Minor else details. Is starting it. So we'll, we'll, we'll work on that next season. <laughs> All right, so is somebody else picked now, or do we have stragglers? I think we've got like no. This was the it... final round being like three, two, one. Okay. Yeah, so it's my pick. Ugh, I'm between two. Okay. One, because I think I like them just as a person. But the uh, I, but they are either going to go far or go first. <laughs> and then the other, I think I like just as an archetype. So this is hard. Uh, let me check my tribe balance again. So you guys say things to each other. Lauren, what do you think about the racist new cast member on SNL? I'm just I'm gonna base it on tribe balance because that's been going well. For, I don't know. Okay, huh. I'm gonna pick Vince. I don't. I didn't say it with confidence because I'm not confident, you but said, I'm going you, with you it. You said it. You can't. No take backs. <laughs> that's. I I think I don't feel great about Vince. <laughs> See, I think either he's first out or his whatever his personality is because he said Vince is Vince Jeff said we've never had anybody like Vince before so I have no context on for what he's going to bring to the table so but if people like that I think he'll go far 
or he'll be first out. There's um, no way to know. Vince is 27 years old. He from, he's originally from Merced, California. Currently lives in Palo Alto. He's an admissions counselor. Uh, all three of the words he describes himself are hyphenates. <laughs> he says, shamelessly me, quick-witted, and not afraid to flip tables. See, I like that. He seems fun. He does seem fun. I just don't think he's going to win Survivor. Um, he says he'll survive Survivor because he's accumulated grit from the challenges that he faces throughout uh, his life. Uh, you, you know, those basic Survivor challenges, the, <laughs> like Ronnie's always dealing with um, throughout his life. Um, he says he has an unassuming image in 209 vernacular to fool others into believing that he's not an immediate threat. But he thinks he's crafty. And he's able to use his sparks to create a plan and execute votes that will eliminate anyone he feels are a threat to his game. Um, and then he said, if you're not with me, you're dead to me. Which isn't always a good way to play Survivor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so just absolutely no idea what he's going to bring to the table. But hes I think he's going to be fun while he does He also it. says and here that he has got a quite a mouth and he can smack the jury with an award-winning final tribal council speech to guarantee his win. I think he's going to yeah. be very fun on the show, and I do not think he will be there very longly. But he <laughs> he's just going to burn bright. <laughs> See, but I love, I love bright, the burn like bright. You know this. I know. That's my favorite kind of player. The, the Natalies of the world. The Wendy's. I love them. Yeah, that's what he reminds me of, is, is a Wendy. Yeah, so I, I love having that person on my team. I'm glad he's here. Um, alright. Your last pick. Well, I have a lot of great people to choose from. Mm-hmm. I, I hope the mic picked up the literal crickets from outside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think that, to me, there's a, there's a slam dunk final pick for you to make, and I'm interested to see if you make it. Me too, because obviously I almost picked this person, so I want to see if you did. You are going to. Well, now I'm, now I'm scared. Cause I, I, knew, I, I knew that was going to make her I, knew, <laughs> I, I, I had who I was going to pick, and now I'm contemplating myself. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to get Elaine. Yep. Okay, yay. I think that was... Not who I was going to pick. Who are you going to pick? I was going to pick Janet. That's who I was deciding between. Okay. I think I'm going to call it... I think Janet's the ream of the season. <laughs> Which is probably why Quinn was going to pick her. Obviously. <laughs> so Elaine is 41 years old. She's from One Biden, Kentucky. Um, currently resides in Rockholds, Kentucky. She's a factory worker. She says she's independent, stubborn, and kind. Uh, she thinks she'll survive Survivor because people will underestimate her. She has good people skills and ability to relate with different types of people. And she will be able to befriend them or gain their trust. She'd be overlooked because she thinks she wouldn't be a threat, but an ally. Um, I think she's a good pick because I think she's is probably going to be sneakily physical, and I think she's going to be a likable person. I think people yeah, are going to like her. In Jeff's perceptions thing I read, he called her absolutely hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, and just like from her pictures, she just seems very like kind and like mm-hmm. fun. She's good to get, like someone you would want to get to know. I don't remember. I think it was her. She was, um, she's from the same, uh, town that Nick was from. Oh. And she described herself as being on the opposite side of the law because she's gotten <laughs> public intox, she's got arrested for public intox- intoxication before. But she just, like, openly said that in an interview and she made it sound fun and not, uh, not scary. 
<laughs> I'm fully a fan now. And then what was the And other... I kind of wish I would have picked her. Yeah, and she was also talking about... Uh, she um, was talking about her girlfriend and her girlfriend has kids and she's very close to them and I think the kids really like Survivor and she likes Survivor, so... Um, it was, it was an interesting listen. She seems like she's a nice person. That's why I think that was my slam dunk pick for you to make. Because I think of all the people left on the board, I think she's got a solid shot still. So there you go. And, like, again, I'll say it. I think this is a good cast. Because normally when we're here, I'm like, oh, I don't want these people. But, like, I think these people... I still like who's left, honestly. hmm Yeah. Okay. So, Laura, what's your This was my... Thing? What I was going to propose. Because normally we just kind of, like, random name generator it whatever um what i was gonna propose is because whoever wins gets to pick the uh order Mm -hmm. so what i was going to suggest was that the second and third people get those extra people i can see your logic for that but that's like the prize though is an extra person? Yeah, because you have a no, better the shot pr- at winning. The prize for winning is getting to pick the picking order next season. So I feel like that shouldn't be counted against last season's winner because that was just their rule. Oh, no, that's not what I was... I was saying because... that I'm not saying that that's like a negative thing. I was just saying that way everyone's like, I guess, doing something in the draft. Should it be whoever had second and third, like... In last season? Yeah, that's what I meant. Oh, I thought you meant... Oh! Like, no, I'm sorry. No, so, uh, just like... you and me, because Tyler won. Yeah, so Tyler won, so it would be between me and you, so it would be whoever had the more people in... Like, whoever lasted the longest would be second. You know what I'm saying? No, I, I, I was thinking, like, um, whoever had Gavin... And Julie would be the two picks. That would wasn't get the last picks. season. What? That wasn't last... Oh, what? Yeah, it was. Oh, that's interesting. Whoever picked the runners up last year... Or the first... Or are you saying the first people out, or...? The, no, the runners up. Okay. Gavin and Julie. Okay, yeah, who, that's what I was going to say. Who had them, I don't remember. Hold on. Well, Lauren has that information. But the basic... What season are we talking about? Last season. So, Lauren had both. (laughs) So, what I was thinking is, like, we keep going up until... So, like, if if you had Gavin and Tyler had Julie, you guys would get the next two picks in that order. But since you have Gavin and Julie, you'll get the next pick, and then we move back one. And I had Rick Devin, what are so you I would get confused. the Is Gavin and Julie last season? Yeah. Yes. Those were the runner-ups last year. Who was Gavin? <laughs> <laughs> Lauren. Right, 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 right. Who's Julie? Oh, I remember Julie now. <laughs> I think this is, honestly, I know you roasted it, but I do feel like you not even remembering who the two runner-ups in last season were is probably more fuel to the fire of the point of the winner not really mattering. Oh, the winner did, that. the whole end game did not matter. Um, when you were saying Julie, I was thinking of Allison. I forgot both <laughs> Two Gavin seasons and ago. <laughs> yeah. 
That's why I was like that. And when you were saying Gavin, I was thinking of Donovan. <laughs> <laughs> so you can imagine why I was so fucking confused. <laughs> okay. Okay. So the runner's up. I get what you're saying. So the yeah, first so- runner up from last season gets to choose from the runoff first. Yeah, and then we keep moving back. So, but since you have Gavin and Julie, we move back one to Devin's. Did who I? I have. No, you didn't. Yeah, you did. I just looked at it. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. And so then we move back to Devin's, who I have. So I get the last person. Okay. That's what is. Is that a good system? Yes. That's better Tyler. than what I had in my head. Well, yeah, it's fine. I'm bummed because I don't get another person, but I also don't think either one of these final two are going to win. So that's fine. You guys can have them. Perfect. Since last year, I got stuck with the person who went home first. <laughs> Which is usually my thing, so... Mm-hmm. Thank you for taking that from me. I'm going to make us both happy, Quinn. Are you going to take him? Yeah. Aw, thank you all. I don't think anyone's gonna like him, but I don't think anyone's gonna, like, care about him to, like, gun for him either. And we're talking about Tom Laidlaw. Yeah. Right, so that means I gotta talk about Tom. I checked out because I didn't have any picks anymore. (laughs) (laughs) So Tom is 60 years old, uh, originally from Brampton, Ontario, Canada, currently lives in Greenwich, Connecticut. He's the first... Lauren, are you ready for this? Are you excited? He's the first Canadian player in Survivor history. Oh wow! For from the American, this is the first. This is the first year that Canadians have been allowed to participate. In well, American technically, Survivor. he was. He's uh, lives in Connecticut, though. So yeah, I know, but he's originally from Canada. So he's so the it's first it, it's like Survivor. it's an Sorry. asterisk. Yes, but still true. Um, he is a former NHL player. Described himself as disciplined, dedicated, and stubborn. And he says he will survive Survivor because he knows how to build an alliance and win challenges. <laughs> he knows how to win challenges. Thomas had a lot of challenges pop up in his everyday life. Uh, and then do whatever it takes to win. So uh, Tom, as a 60-year-old man, formerly in the NHL, I have to say his body's pretty solid. It definitely seems like he's got some ab muscles, even though there's, he's a little, you know, he's put on some weight. But he looks like he's got a solid build still. It's the um, athletes, man. Yeah. This is what he looked like when he was younger, Lauren. He's currently a motivational speaker. Oh, wow. Would Lauren have picked him? No. No. Earlier? Was, I would not say he was very handsome when he was younger. He had a very bad mustache. He had, he had a specific look. Oh, it is violent. He had a violent mustache. Uh, I wonder if he ever won any championships or anything. Um... Let's say he played for the LA Kings um, and the New York Rangers. Lauren, like the guy from the one show you watched? This, uh, Baby Daddy. Yeah, Baby Daddy. Or one of the main characters just casually is a New York Ranger. We <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. spent most of his time with the, uh, the New York Rangers and the LA Kings. Um, looks like he made the playoffs a couple times. Actually, it looks like he only didn't make the playoffs like twice. <laughs> so he's uh, a good team player, it so looks like. So if there's ever a hockey challenge. Yeah, if he's going to have to play some hockey in the game, I think he'll <laughs> that'll be good for him. He'll be good at that. 
Yeah, I, again, I still don't think they're terrible picks. Like, in other yeah. seasons, yeah. like, I would have picked either of these people sooner. Right, like, the reason why I'm not picking Tom is because, again, like, he's a professional athlete. People will know that probably about him, and I don't think anyone is going to be like, we should give a million dollars to the guy who played in the NHL for a decade. <laughs> yeah. I, so, like, that's probably not going to happen. When I put people at the end, it's either I think there's just something flawed with them that they wouldn't win. Or in the case with Tom, it's if I was playing Survivor, who's someone I would want to target early? And that's Tom for me. Yeah, and um, also, well, I was going to pick him earlier, um, but I knew you guys weren't going to, so I just held off because I was like, because not that... I mean, the NHL thing is, like, a big factor, but I just feel like I, f- he, I don't... He's not a bad runoff pick. Yeah, not at all. Mm-mm. I, I can see him being an important part of a tribe's winning success early on, making yeah. it to the, the middle section of the game, and then probably even being able to make some, uh, some solid... Uh, runs later on in the individual part of it. He seems like he's he's going to be locked and loaded, but we'll see. I can just see him not having much of a personality and just kind of people not wanting to interact with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't see him making strong bonds or like getting in a powerful alliance because he does kind of seem like strong and silent type. Yeah, and I always kind of feel like unless an older person is like really like locked into a group, it's usually typically harder for them to kind of get into those alliances or at least feel like they're you know, like, you know, it's it's weird. I don't think, like, younger people are going to pick somebody who's, like, 60 to be, like, in a final two with them. Uh, but well, that, what about someone who's 59? Like, Janet. Like, Janet. <laughs> uh, from Neptune, New Jersey. Currently residing Ooh, in Palm Bay, Florida. Yeah, I like... I actually... I think I like Janet. She gives me Lauren Rimmer kind of vibes. Mm-hmm. A little bit. I liked her inspiration. She said, Tina Turner, she walked out and made no excuses and make it made it big. Um, she describes herself as aggressive, enthusiastic, and vivacious. And she says she'll survive Survivor because she can read people and have necessary skills athletically and socially. She said, which Survivor contestant are you most like? She said, Stephanie, because she's athletic. I don't know which Stephanie she means. <laughs> There's a few. Could be a lot of them. She's like all Stephanies. Yeah. <laughs> She's every Stephanie together to make one Janet. I'm Janet, but I'm gonna play more like a Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> it's kinda like on Fuller House when Stephanie Tanner became a DJ who went by DJ Tanner. Maybe like that. You that's you're assuming I made it past one episode of that shit show. Well, Quinn, that was the first fucking episode of Fuller House. So you, if you watched the show, you, you would have known that. You assumed I made it through the first episode. It's worth watching for Jimmy Gibbler. Yes, the introduction of Jimmy Gibbler, I believe, in season two. And then every revolutionizes that show. Every subsequent appearance of Jimmy Gibbler. Um, there were episodes where he doesn't appear. Those are not worth watching. <laughs> <laughs> it was truly one of the worst TV shows I've ever seen. Except for Jimmy Gibbler. <laughs> Which, again, if you didn't watch more than the first episode, you're not going to see any Jimmy Gibbler. 
I, I, I'll find a way to make it. Yeah. Go yeah. to a supercut. Supercut Jimmy Gibbler on YouTube. Hopefully. Official that recommendation. I'm looking. <laughs> I'm looking now. He's the best part of that show. Every line he says makes me laugh. He's too talented for it. And I also love just the lampshading of the fact that like, oh, remember Kimmy's brother that he had? You know, Kimmy's brother from next door? He always lived there and we always <laughs> knew him. Remember him? Jimmy Gibbler? <laughs> The one who came into the second season of this show. <laughs> <laughs> that we've known our whole lives. What's the future now that Lori Lawlin is in prison? Well, she, I don't think, is a big yeah, part of that she show. Wasn't on it. Right. Okay. So. Hi, hi. The, the first thing that comes hi, up when hi. I looked up Jimmy Gibbler is Jimmy from Fuller House is a literal zaddy. He is. He is. He's a he's a bit of a zaddy, Quinn. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> There's actually uh, the only thing I'm finding here is there is several Stephanie and Jimmy like uh, romance like videos <laughs> of people like take music videos and ship them, that. but they're in a relationship, so it's not really shipping. Wait. Oh, I thought you meant with the car- his sister for a second, but I- I've refocused. <laughs> yeah, no, he's good. Jimmy Gimbler, good character. Very good actor. Like him a lot. Hope he someday gets to escape Fuller House. Those are our picks. Lauren, you want to run them down again? So, uh, my team, we got Elizabeth, Dean, Molly, Nora, Missy, Elaine, and Tom. Tyler has and Tom. <laughs> Aaron, Karishma, Kelly, Jamal, Jack, and Dan. Quinn has Lauren, Tommy, Chelsea, Jason, Ronnie, Vince, and Janet. Um, currently, those names mean uh, next to nothing to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, still mad. I, I, again, I understand I don't win. But if Chelsea does win the whole thing, I, I do want some some uh, some credit because I felt very very confident. I just I thought she would slide further. I thought I thought and and to be fair, she almost slid all the way. If it wasn't yeah, I'm, if it wasn't I'm for gonna, Quinn I'm and his weird OCD, I could have had her. I'm getting a call on that, and it says you will absolutely get no credit. So I want the credit. The I wanted refs her. have ruled. Ugh. So do we want to make some too early predictions? Yes. Yes. Who do you think is going to win? I think Chelsea's going to win. <laughs> in, in, in the spirit of switching with Tyler, I'm going to say Jamal. Then I'm going to fuck you guys and pick someone on my own team. <laughs> um, I'm going to say Molly. I don't know why, but I just like her. Um, First out picks. Um... I think what what's his name Vince? I'm gonna say Dan. Which one's Dan? He's your pick. Oh yeah. So should I also pick someone from my team? <laughs> Absolutely, you should. <laughs> All right, um, uh, Tom. <laughs> what else do you want to predict? Um, who finds the first idol? All right, who wants to? I'm going to say... Uh, go back to me. Go back to me. I'm trying to think. I have a couple I could see going for idols first. I'm going to say Chelsea. I also thought Chelsea, but I didn't want to pick her twice. 
I'm going to pick my first pick of Lauren because she had a video where she was talking about how just desperately she wants to be a person with an idol, how she wants to find one. She wants the glory of that. So I'm going to manifest that for her. I'll go... We all picked girls, so I'll go with... Uh... Well, we all voted a, a, that we think a guy is going to get voted out first. Interesting. You know what? No, I'm, I think I'm going to go with... Uh... I don't know why. I feel like Dean's going to try to find one first. Well, this was finding one, not trying to find one. Yeah. Who do we think is going to the Island of the Idols first? Isn't it that... Do you think it's going to be like the other tribe votes someone in like it usually is? I don't know, because they said it every time it's going to be different, so it, it, I don't know what they're going to do for the first one. Well, I'm going to base it off that assumption, so I'm going to say it's going to be Elaine. I'm going to say Vince. I'm going to say Tommy. So we have a Tom and a Tommy? Ooh, that can be confusing, because we're all terrible with names. <laughs> yeah. Anything else we want to... Do we have any other guesses we usually do? Uh, yeah, we have the, the title of the episode. What? I didn't know there was a title of this one. The, the premiere episode the is first. called... Yeah, the first episode is called I Vote You Out and That's It. Well, this is um, hard because we don't know anything about them. I think there's, that, a, I think there's a person, and I w- I'm going to go ahead and, and, and say it right now. I think that's the thing Dan says. I'm going to say it's Vince. That's what I was going to say. Yes. Dan... But I'm going to say... So what is it? I vote you out and that's it? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Missy, because in her one video package she was talking about how she will vote out her closest ally. Mm-hmm. Solid reasoning. Anything else? One time we did Who's Gonna Get Sunburned the, more, the worst at the beginning. Uh, dibs oh, on Tommy. That's fun. Um, let me see. <laughs> it's the redhead. It's always the redhead. <laughs> I'm going to say Elaine. I'm going to say Vince. <laughs> um, the villain of the season? Ooh. The whole dang season? Most prominent villain. I'm going to say it's going to be an unexpected pick. I'm going to say it's going to be Kelly. Hmm. Interesting. She does not seem like a very villainous person. I don't know. That's why I said Unexpected. Expect the unexpected. I'm gonna say I'll do an unexpected. Wrong show, no. Lauren. I'm gonna do an unexpected one too. I'm gonna say Lauren. Oh wait, that. The villain of the I feel like this should be surprising villains. <laughs> like we're, we're getting real like weird with this one. I'm gonna say Tom. <laughs> and I, do we have any more guesses we want to do? No, we've done a lot. Cool. So we wanted to end. We were talking about going over some of the information that's been released about season 40 real quick. I think it was when one of the multiple times you left, Lauren. <laughs> I was waiting for you to just start talking about it. But okay. Cool. Oh, we were good. Yeah. So, if you don't want anything spoiled for season 40, even theme, I don't know, I feel, feel like everybody knows that. We turn off the podcast now. Goodbye. Follow us on social media. Listen to a previous podcast to find out where. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. You gotta do your thing. You gotta say the thing. Now that they're gone. What thing do I gotta say? What's my thing? You tell everybody bye. No, that's on one star.
Oh, well, you can still do it now. Get rid of these I refuse. They're gone. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to think about them anymore. They can't hurt us anymore. The tribe has spoken. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. A bunch of information has been released about the all-winter season coming up. We already knew that it was all winners, and we knew the cast, but that was it. And then production was like, everyone's excited, let's make them feel like shit now. And released that one, Edge of Extinction's coming back. Yeah, baby! Woo, because it went so well the first time. Everyone loved it, it was a great time. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody thought it was a bad twist, we all really enjoyed it. Everyone's super happy with the winner. (laughs) Mm -hmm, Especially me. (laughs) (laughs) And so, are you? What do you guys feel about that? Um, I, I think the whole reasoning that this is happening is just because it's like Jeff just wants to prove that it's a good idea. <laughs> I think I think it's because it's all winners and they don't want to have to get rid of any of them. Yeah, I think it's, it's a, I think it's a convenient way to keep winners around the entire time. Yeah, which is convenient yeah. why it was like that last time. Which sucks because it more than anything, just takes away the stakes. Yeah, if you can come back at any time. Yeah. And, like, we, like, All Winners was going to be so exciting because it was going to be, like, so epic and huge blindsides and, like, betrayals and stuff. And now everyone's going to be afraid to do that. Especially because, like, the problem, well, do you think that they tell them it's Extinction Island or do you think they keep it a secret again? I think they're going to know. Because th- I bet at least one person was like, I'm not going to come back unless like I can be like guaranteed TV time. Da, da, da. Yeah, the thing about it is, to me, um, one of the problems with doing this twist on an all-winter season is that there's something that you want to see somebody who won the entire fucking game before get voted out first. Yeah. Yes. And not come back in the game. Like, you you want that. Like, you want to see somebody, like, this person is so good, they won the game before, and they are out first, and they're not yeah. coming back. That we, is awesome. We want to be, we are looking to be hurt, Survivor. Yeah. We're looking to be sad. So that's kind of lame, because it's, like, immediately, like, you know, somebody, whoever gets voted out first is still going to be around. They're not actually going to yeah, go it home. doesn't actually matter. Right. Yeah. And it sucks, because you, and, and I want somebody to be, like, gone and permanently gone but at the same time you know it's we it's still like they'll be out of the game they'll just still be around but you just want them to be like like wow i can't believe so and so is gone already yeah i want stakes yeah and also just like that season was just a total bust to begin with that like i don't want to watch it again yeah it like so obviously didn't work which is why i'm so surprised that they're bringing it back no one liked it. <laughs> the only but, person who liked it was Chris. Right. And, bro, and, uh... I can see his face, but I can't think of his name. The guy who almost won. Gavin? Gavin? No. <laughs> Devins. Devins. Devins probably liked the twist. Although he probably also doesn't like it because he lost. <laughs> but he wouldn't have won. He wouldn't have almost won if he hadn't got eliminated and brought back, you know? I don't know. It is one of those things, though, where 
I kept thinking to myself, I think the problem with it, it is the execution. I think maybe if they tinker with it, maybe they could figure out how to make it work. I, I don't think this was it. I, yeah, I doubt that's going to happen, though. Yeah. It's it, it's because it's such a, a, an immediate turnaround back into it, you know? Yeah. But it also and, seems like, because this isn't the only weird thing they're doing this season, maybe they're trying to tweak it, and they're like, well, fuck it, it's all winners, we can do whatever we want this time. And they decided that Edge of Extinction wasn't enough fuckery. They decided, you know what Survivor needs? Capitalism. <laughs> so they, I, I honestly, I'm still not exactly clear how this could work. This really doesn't make that much sense to me. So do you guys have a better understanding? I don't understand. I don't, I never looked It's at been this. a while since I looked at it, but essentially it's like every contestant gets a certain amount of Survivor bucks that they can spend throughout the season on things. Is that right? Like, like idols and stuff well, i here's, think here's the like thing advantages that, right it seems like throughout the game they can spend the money like if you're on extinction i think it's a way to keep people who are on extinction island and, and invested in the game is still a part of it that they can go to extinction island and they can spend their money on things they can spend their money on food on extinction island they can they can send advantages and rewards to people still in the game to create favor stuff like that what i think this twist should be, and I don't think it is. I, I almost like the idea, and I especially like it on a winter season. I think the way you do it is um, because it's a winter season, it's a return season, you make the prize bigger than it usually is, more than a million dollars, because everybody's won before. So you got to raise the stakes. Yeah. And then you do Extinction Island, you do everything like you're doing this time. But the twist is you all start off the game with that $2 million. You only get to keep it if you win, but you can spend it on stuff throughout the game. So like a cutthroat kitchen. Yeah, like a cutthroat kitchen. So like you can, yeah, like you, this is your, you have $2 million that you could do whatever you want with throughout the game. But you're going to be, every time you use this for something in the game, you're going to win less money at the end of it if you win the whole thing. So is it worth it? Do you want to risk the money you win at the end of the game to spend it throughout it to, on advantages and stuff? Like that risk reward thing but i feel like if everybody just gets survivor bucks and they could just do whatever they want with it there's really no stakes to it it's literally the joke i made where it's like oh everybody gets an idol mm -hmm. but it's a darkest timeline where that's an actual thing that is probably going to happen yeah i don't like that survivor what are you doing right now well i don't get why they don't trust their own show yeah, like, why do they have to keep coming up with, like, huge, weird twists? Yeah, why can't they look at what they've worked on, go, this is good, and then be happy with it? Because all of this stuff, it's like they weird live in a weird bubble where they're just totally ignoring fan feedback. Mm -hmm. And they it's like they themselves don't understand why people watch Survivor, because it's not well, for stuff like that. But the problem is, I think that... Everything else seems to be like they do get it. Like casting has been really good the last couple of seasons. Yeah, the um, casting keeps getting almost better. Yeah. So a part of me thinks like there's there are stuff that they're doing that is making the show better. That the casting is getting better, and then I think that just like the editing, the the way they're putting the show together, I think is, is challenging contestants more and more fun to watch. What the closed captioning is great. Closed captioning is good. <laughs> 
all that stuff. So that seems <laughs> shout like out to stuff. the transcribers. Shout out to the, all of the transcribers. Oh, I, for, if, I forgot. If there's, if there's one named Bryn, um, that one is extra cool. The best of the transcribers, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think that there's a lot of good stuff on Survivor, but I also think that these twists maybe aren't the best, but I think that... I, I think this being kind of a weird season... I think that this is... I get why they're doing it. I just don't know if it was such a good idea. But I think people are still going to tune. I don't think anyone's going to not watch it because it's Extinction Island. Well, yeah, of course I'm excited because it's all winners. But I just... Well, I don't get why they didn't think all winners was big enough of a selling point to make it awesome. Yeah. And I, I think they're just focusing too much on gimmicks right now. Mm-hmm. Because, like, David versus Goliath was a really good season... And they kept hammering in the gimmick. Like, they just kept talking about it a lot. But it wasn't actually really a factor too much in the overall season. I mean, it was. It's, but it's, it's, it's different. It's been proven time time again. The only thing that matters to make a good season is the cast. As long as they feel confident in their cast, which they should because it's what they do for a living, so you better be good in it. And they've done it well so many times. It doesn't need anything else. No. Except right. I, I do think it needed hidden immunity idols when that twist was added. That added a lot to the game. But yeah. other than that, yeah. So I think it is. It, it's a. I, I like the idea that they're just throwing a lot of twists at it. I guess, and because it's a winter season, I feel like it's less crazy. Uh, I get why you would do it now instead of a normal season. Because if it was a normal season with normal contestants, then I could see like all these twists being like, "Oh, this is lame." Uh, but there's that. I also believe I read, uh, that everybody is getting a family visit, even if they're out of the game, and that that family visit is going to have, like, it's going to be multiple family members instead of just one. Kind of, like, another, like, not, like, an incentive thing, but because everybody's a winner, it's, like, an extra reward. Like, that's, that's fine. I, that doesn't, like... Because it doesn't affect the game. Change the game, yeah. Yeah, like, whatever. So any any other any other thoughts on that, Quinn? I'm definitely not thrilled. Obviously, I'll get it, give it a chance, but I'm just not seeing many ways where it doesn't not ruin the season. At worst, ruin the season. At best, just make a lot of unnecessary content. Mm-hmm. That's my final take. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts on Island of the Idols? Are you excited about it? How do you feel about it? I like this cast. I'm pretty excited. I was all uh, all my energy was focused on season forty, and then they and then in, they did all that shit, and then they come out with this really great looking cast. So I'm all about thirty nine now. I I I need to see because I have some like mixed feelings about it. What do you mean? Um, I think I like the cast a lot. I'm not sold on on the gimmick. But see, I, I think it's Ghost Island, which wasn't great, but just with a few improvements. It's still not going to be the best, but I don't think it'll be that bad. It seems like it seems like Ghost Island, but tinkered with a little bit. Um, 
Because I like the idea of Ghost Island. I love the idea or the promise of Ghost Island. I don't know if it was executed as well. And I think this time they learned from that and they tweaked it by making things like, you know, we are basically saying if um, if you are going to this place, it's going to be different. How you get there every time is going to be different. And then there's always going to be something that happens there, which is was the, one of the biggest problems with Ghost Island was like, half the time people showed up there and it was like nope nothing happens this time so just yeah. chill out and wait and i was like then why even bother with it but this time they actually make a point of it being like something that there will always be something that the that the two of them are going to teach them and then they will always be tested on it and that will always result in something uh could even be reward things for a whole tribe like i think somebody said that they might win chickens for the tribe or something like that <gasps> if they compete their thing it just brought me back to Wendy when you said chickens, and I got happy. <laughs> Free the chickens! Free the chickens. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's too early to, to guess who's going to hoist themselves on their own petard, right? Yeah, it's too early. Yeah, we'll do that next week. It's probably us when we commit to doing one episode a week and we'll ultimately fail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was saying, like, we were talking about how excited we were to record, and I basically made a comment to Lauren. I was like, this is the best part of snuffed is early on we're all excited to start doing snuffed again and then the worst part of it is five weeks in when we realize this is so difficult for us to find time to record together five is generous yeah it doesn't take very long but yeah we will so this episode is going to come out sometime before the premiere and then you can watch the premiere and, and we'll hopefully have our episode for the premiere at a decent time so you can listen to it before eh. the next episode. We'll see. Yeah, we're not we making any promises. We refuse to make promises. <laughs> we know we know ourselves. We know that we are not the timely show. It's we got weird schedules, all three of us. Um they don't line up. Lauren and I live in the same house and we go several days sometimes without seeing each other. <laughs> so um makes for but, a great scheduling podcast. Mm-hmm. Thanks for including me in by saying I have a schedule. That was really nice of you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> the problem, yeah, I guess <laughs> it's funny that even if this podcast was just me and Lauren, we still wouldn't be able to record it ever. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, uh, I'm excited to talk about the show every week and, and get a new season. And, I'm, and I like that the stakes don't feel as high as they do with season 40. I feel like season 40 has the stack deck, the deck stacked against it. <laughs> The stack decked against it. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to have a bold take and say I don't think this twist is capable of ruining the season. Which, mm-hmm. I know I shouldn't challenge the producers like that. <laughs> but like, oh, I'll say okay. it. But I, I also think it's funny because <laughs> like when they did David versus Goliath, that was such a simple one. But that was one of the best seasons in a long time. See, a casting twist is never too bad. Mm-hmm. But I also like this year, it seems like it's a lot of really nice, smart people, and I'm excited to see how that plays out. And everybody seems like they know, since just because they're playing Survivor, they know that it'll probably get dirty at some point, so they're all prepared for that. But um, it seems like everyone's going to try to play pretty cool. And I'm excited to see these, these personalities. A lot of people who did interviews and stuff like that said this is a really good cast. Great. Yeah. I, I feel the same way, deep down. Even yeah. though, again, I only have like five questions to know them by but i love them all the same and when this cast was announced uh there was no uh footage of them being racist on their podcast that was released you know and that's all you can hope for in a reality oh i thought you 
I thought you meant like a previous Survivor contestant did that. I was no, like, what? I'm just referencing the SNL guy again. No, I get the reference now. I'm just big dum dum. <laughs> All right. Uh, that does it for, for this week's episode of Snuff. We'll see you guys next week. We're going to talk about the premiere. Well, next week, asterisk, like Tom being from Canada. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, little, you know, next week, quotation marks. But, uh, until then, you can check out my other shows. I got a movie podcast that comes out every week called The Breakdown that both Lauren and Quinn have been on. Uh, you can go check out those episodes if you want. Um, I also do a show called Generation Animation. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Tyler Moliterno. Uh You can follow me at Molaturnup. Uh, and if you like listening to me and Quinn, but just hate Tyler... Uh, you can listen to One Star um, at One Star Movies on Twitter and Patreon uh, for our podcast um, on iTunes as well. Uh, yeah. I like the idea of somebody hearing me plug my movie podcast and going like, ugh, only Tyler and about movies? I hate it. And then being like, ooh, another movie podcast, but no Tyler. I'm in. <laughs> we we know what our fans want. And it's <laughs> not you. <laughs> Um, for our episodes with you on them. Right, I've been on episodes, and I think they're good episodes. Uh, except the fact you are our most frequently reoccurring guest. <laughs> and I and, and because of that show, I was forced to see Ma. <laughs> I, I forgot to tell you, Quinn, that I saw the other day uh, a band with the license plate Ma 2005. And I was like, that's not when Ma came out. <laughs> You're right, I should there. get a Ma 2019 <laughs> license plate. That is the best idea. Right. But, follow me on Twitter, Instagram, at underscore Quinn Latifa. I changed my Twitter so I can consolidate the brand. Good. Now we're under just one. You know, it's for, it's for branding reasonings. I'm smart like that. Mm-hmm. I love it. Okay. So, Lauren, it's time to snuff it out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to let everybody know that Lauren brought the candle up to her face. Lauren, <laughs> right to the mic. I would like to say I did say snuff, and there was a definite blow, but it was there. I'm so, a little. What upset. are you doing? Are you pouring the wax out? <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> All right, that's we'll not s- what I was doing. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.